Welcome to this companion episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sohesian. Since my diagnosis of multiple sclerosis in 2015, I've learned that having a supportive community of like-minded people helps motivate me to live my best life. In these shorter companion episodes, I talk with both autoimmune warriors and healthcare professionals who share their best tips that will help us thrive. Wrapping up our trilogy with Dr. Gretchen Hawley, we are going to get some tips from her specifically about balance, right? How can we keep from toppling over? (laughs) I have no interest in becoming Humpty Dumpty. Come on, let's chat it up with Dr. Gretchen. Hi, Dr. Gretchen. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Yes. Welcome to our third session with Dr. Gretchen. Um, Today, we're going to share some more tips and ideas. And please make sure you go over to her social media. She'll share with us um, where you can find her at the end of the show. So um, again, before we get in, I want to talk really quick about um, joy. Joy is um, a part of my life I have to have. And I made this um, just realization a couple years into my diagnosis um, because I wasn't experiencing enough of it. Um, And when I say that, I mean purposeful joy. So um, very recently, um, actually a year ago this week, um, it was the middle of the pandemic and I said, I need something. I need something to you know, get me out of this, right? I'm home. I'm stuck. What can I do? Well, I found this amazing woman who, um, who had an opportunity for me and I went and picked up my little puppy, Lily. I know that you have a dog too named Finn. Um, can you tell us about Finn and how he brings you joy? Oh my gosh, absolutely. So one thing that I do for joy is I try every morning to think of at least three things that bring me joy and things that I'm grateful for. And as best as I can, I try to make them three different things each time. And sometimes I run out of ideas, so there's repeats. But one thing that's always in there is Finn. There's just so many things that he does and silly things. But like when he'll lick my hand or he'll rest his head on my chest, and even he, he, when he sits next to me on the couch, he's right next to me. It's never a few feet away. It's right next to me. So he does so many things that, that bring me joy. And even just having him nearby just always puts a smile on my face. This morning when I was getting, um, when I went in the shower and get out and Lily is literally sitting outside my door and her head's in her hands because she thinks I'm leaving, Aww. right? Yeah. And I just, I'm like, oh, baby. And I pick her up and she's licking me. It's just, you know, the best kind of love you can get, in my opinion. Yeah, it's absolutely. Lovely. Yeah. So, all right. Anyways, let's get into our business at hand. I know that you have um, this online wellness program, um, and I want to talk about it a little bit in the context of balance um, and how you work with people to help improve their balance. 
Yeah, absolutely. So the reason that I first created the program is because I had a lot of clients in person at the clinic that I was working at at the time who had multiple sclerosis. And I was running an MS program at that time. And my boss approached me one day and said, you have the highest no-show and cancellation rates of all of the other PTs, which obviously is not a very good thing. So I was like, oh my gosh, is it me? What's happening? So I was looking through my schedule and I realized that 99% of my cancellations and no-shows were my clients who had MS. And so I tried to explain to my boss, you know, there's valid reasons for this. They, they don't just cancel because they're non-compliant. You know, it's likely they're having a high fatigue day or they don't have energy to come out today or transportation or the weather is crazy and it's not safe for them to come out today. You know, there's so many reasons why they weren't able to come see me. And I said, you know, if it's one of those days for them, can we do something online? And at the time, something like that was absolutely taboo. Like even doing a phone call to, you know, help answer their questions or give exercises was not even thought of. And this was only like two and a half years ago, which is not that long ago. So at that time, I realized I need to create something online so that anyone with MS can access MS-specific PT without having to worry about leaving their home. Because sometimes it's just so fatiguing getting to and from PT, and that doesn't even include the PT session. So I created this program with the main goal of helping people balance better and walk better. And the cool thing about the program is that in learning about the exercises and the strategies to help with your balance and your walking, you're also learning the same exercises and techniques that will help with your fatigue and that will help with your strength and your foot drop and other day-to-day -day activities. So there's a bunch of different categories in the missing link, strengthening, stretching, balance, and walking are four, where I just have a ton of videos demonstrating and explaining which exercises, which exercises to do, why to do them, uh, how it should feel when you're doing it properly versus improperly. So it's a, a big how-to demonstration. And then there's calendars that tell them exactly which exercises to do each day as well. Wow. Okay. So that is an action-packed value for me anyways. Um, I'm sure some of our listeners are like, tell me more, tell me more. So um, in, in, Regards to balance, um, when I was first diagnosed, <laughs> let me tell you, I've been, I've fallen my whole life. Uh, I mean, especially um, when I got in my 20s, I started falling all the time. It was like a family joke that I could not mm. find my balance. I mean, and I laughed too because it was ridiculous. I'm like, when I was little, um, for about 10 years, um, four to 14 ish. I was, um, in dance lessons. So I had coordination, but now my balance was messy. Right. And so, um, when I, like I was saying, when I was first diagnosed, I have a Wii and I was doing, um, those Wii fit balance exercises and finding, um, that I really needed to do it. Um, even though my MS wasn't super, super progressive, I could still tell that my balance wasn't there. And when I closed my eyes, forget it. And so um, 
unfortunately, I didn't keep up with it too well. Um, there's that consistency problem with me again. But um, could you maybe give us um, one or two ideas of what strengthening your balance might look and sound like? Absolutely. So one thing that I always ask my clients when they're talking about a goal of, usually it's a goal of walking better because they're falling. So obviously it's something to do with their balance, but it's usually when they're walking or when they're reaching for something. So the first question I ask my clients is, what goals are you working towards? And then we really break them down. So a lot of the times people will say, I want to improve my balance. And so I'll say, okay, well, when is it that you're falling? And they'll usually say, you know, walking is one example. And I'll say, okay, when is it when you're walking? Is it when you're bringing one leg through? Is it when both feet are on the ground? Is it when you're picking the opposite leg up? Like, can you nail it down to specifically when it's happening? And if not, then that's what we do during our evaluation where I will watch you walk and I'll try to figure it out myself. But basically the reason it's important to know that is because that basically tells you what position you should be practicing your balance in. So when you're walking, there are two balance positions that are necessary. One is single leg stance, so standing on one leg. And if you think about it, even if you're using an assistive device or even if you're not using an assistive device, either way, when you are picking one leg up to bring it forward, to place the heel back down on the ground, you're standing on one leg. So if you don't have single leg balance, you will be thrown off throughout your gait cycle. So it's really important to practice standing on one leg. And obviously there are safe ways and unsafe ways to do this. <laughs> Definitely make sure you have something sturdy around that will not move. I actually really like a dry sink because you can actually latch onto it. It's not just your hands aren't flat. You can actually like hold on and that sink's not going anywhere as long as it's dry and not slippery, but hold on to something to make sure that if you do feel like you're going to tip over or you're unsteady, you have something there and see, can you stand on one leg for two seconds for five seconds for 15, according to the PT textbooks, 20 seconds is what's normal. However, you never need to balance for 20 seconds while you're walking. So I like for my clients to be able to balance for at least five really solid seconds. So think about counting slowly to five. That's what makes me feel comfortable. And then the other position that you need is staggered stance. So one foot forward and one foot is back. So basically you move the one leg through and you put it back on the ground that right there is staggered stance. And if you have difficulty balancing there, that's also going to throw you off and you could fall. So practicing standing with one leg forward and one leg back. And I just want to clarify, this is not the same as tandem stance where your feet are literally like one foot right in front of the other. They are separated. So each foot is still in line with the leg and the hip. But that's the other position that's required. So those are my two favorite ones. I don't even play around with practicing with your eyes open or closed at first. First, we just got to get the basics down. Can you balance in those positions? If so, how long? And then once that's a good amount of time, then we can add some more challenging factors. Wow. Okay. Wonderful. Everybody out there is like, tell me more. I'm serious. Um, when I lose my balance the majority of the time, it's going downstairs. 
Do you have anyone else that experiences that? Yeah, going downstairs is very challenging because it uses your muscles in an eccentric way, which is more challenging for our bodies than the type of strength that we use to go up the stairs, which is concentric. So it requires not only strength, but more control and coordination. And so it's definitely a challenging task. And again, I would likely watch you walk down the stairs. And when is it? Is it when you're reaching with one leg? Is it when you're transitioning to the other leg? And we try to figure out exactly when is it happening? And then that's the thing that you do for your exercise. So if you can pinpoint it, even though that's the hard part, that's what you got to do to improve it. And you wouldn't practice it on the stairs. You know, we, we might practice it on a single step or, or even no step, but practicing it there first. With stairs, it could be alignment issues as well. Some people will fall because their shoulders are too far forward or their butt isn't sticking out enough or they're leaning more to one side than the other. So sometimes it's not necessarily a strength issue, but more of the body positioning and body alignment that you have. Posture sounds like too, yes? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. As I as I sit up just a little bit more. <laughs> My posture is horrible. Um that's very interesting. So I um I work in a school district and I walk classrooms with um the administrators daily. And you know, when they say, let's take the stairs, I cringe just a little bit um, without that, but I don't want to make a big deal about it. So walking up the stairs is usually just fine. But when I go down the stairs, I'm like holding on for dear life because there's a lot of them. And I don't want to, you know, be so overt as to call their attention to it. So I definitely need to practice some of those um, techniques um, just to get, you know, my mind right and wrapped around that. So thank you so much for offering those ideas. Um, I know I'm going to try them. I bet my listeners are going to try them too in our community. And so I really um, appreciate you sharing those with us. This um, pretty much wraps up our trilogy of um, chats with Dr. Gretchen. Um, So I want to say a big, big thank you to you. And please, one more time, will you share with us where we can find you? Yes. So I'm on Instagram as Gretchen, and Facebook as Dr. Gretchen Hawley, YouTube as Dr. Gretchen Hawley, and then also my website is missinglink.com. Wonderful. I hope... um, Maybe next year you um, and I connect again um, because this has been very invaluable to um, our community and um, where I'm sure they're all like, give me some more, give me some more. So hopefully (laughs) we'll see each other again. Yes, absolutely. Great. Keep thriving, Dr. Gretchen. Thank you. You too. Thank you for joining me for this companion episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Please remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and not meant to be medical advice. Should you have medical questions, please contact your healthcare provider. Join me next time on another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast.